Welcome and thank you for tuning in to Modern Aged Middle Life, a podcast brought to you by Emily Baum and Graham Jarvis, comedy writers addressing modern day confusions for the middle aged. Good afternoon, Graham. Good afternoon, Emily. Have you noticed that as you get a bit older and a bit wiser, and yes, you're getting there quicker than I am, that people start buying expensive cars, they buy expensive tech they go on posh holidays but there's always someone that likes to brag about it yeah sort of keeping up with the joneses yes they like to say i've got more than you yes but they don't say i've got more than you which would be a much more honest way of doing it yeah. it's very much like accidentally dropping it like a giant anvil into a conversation you know yeah like for example people going on their summer holidays at the moment you'll get the odd one going oh well Greg hasn't got long this summer, so we'll probably only just fly to our flat in Barcelona and enjoy ourselves there. Or Timothy is only on a short break, so we've decided to go to Mauritius for a short period of time of a month. <laughs> is that kind of... I, I remember saying to somebody, I've got a great big anvil and it just didn't work. Not as well as you've just indicated anyway. <laughs> See, that would be your bragging right. Have you seen yeah, the size of my anvil? It's huge. Yeah. Not only am I posh because I have one, who has an anvil these days? Probably a blacksmith. Exactly. I was wanting to be a trainee blacksmith and I started off buying the kit. I found this anvil going cheap. Well, you would, wouldn't you? <laughs> if... Either be a cartoon character or a blacksmith that goes out to buy an anvil. <laughs> I'm going to Google it. I'm going to go on eBay and see if I can buy a second-hand anvil. That is fantastic. Let's, let's all do that. <laughs> let's all bid for it. <laughs> let's increase the demand for anvils. <laughs> It'll be the next big thing. You'll go around to people's houses and they'll go, oh... Don't mind the anvil there, it's a centrepiece. <laughs> Graham got yeah. it off eBay, only three and a half grand. <laughs> <laughs> Bragging is sometimes unintentional, though. I've sometimes, if I've got a new guitar, I've said suddenly, oh, I've got this new guitar because I'm really loving the fact I've got the new guitar. And I'm really wanting to more share than brag. So when does that turn into bragging? Is bragging in the ear of the bee listener bee listener the bee listener is that yeah. like the ghost whisperer <laughs> <laughs> but they listen to bees hang on Graham. hang on hang on betty buzz is just telling me they're a little low on pollen if you could just update they'd appreciate it <laughs> the bee listener oh i thought you meant the bee list type listener <laughs> i haven't got any a listers or b listers when it comes to that but i don't think i've got anybody that listens to I just, uh, <laughs> I just wander around dropping anvils. Awkward silence into the conversation. <laughs> Have you ever bragged? I mean, you've never bragged to me. I try not to because I really can't bear being on the receiving end. I have had a conversation with someone for about 45 minutes where they talked through their new set of speakers, right? Mm. Now, speakers are fine. I, I, I yeah, <laughs> you're yawning, exactly. Yeah. But 45 <laughs> minutes on speakers is a bit much. Yeah. All to get to yeah. the crux of the point, which was he'd spent £3,500 per speaker. Wow. Which I was a bit like, okay, but that was your choice. You wanted to buy it. But he was obviously waiting for me to go, wow, it's amazing. What a great thing to do. But I was just thinking, yeah. you know, that could have been two really nice holidays. Yeah, yeah. I actually felt he was a bit of a tool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what sort of tool? Perhaps my blacksmith's business could do. <laughs> Has he got a job? <laughs> He's actually dead. One of the speakers fell on him. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say an anvil dropped on him. Uh, one of the three. 
So presumably, I'll keep the anvil. You can go for his speakers. I'll go for the speakers, yeah. That would be embarrassing, wouldn't it? At his funeral, to wait outside when his mum or sister comes out and go, um, you wouldn't know me, but what happened to his speakers? (laughs) (laughs) Am I I a bit early? (laughs) Is he he still tepid? I just wanted to ask (laughs) about those speakers. But I don't think that speakers are ever worth three and a half thousand pounds a speaker. Because surely it's a bit like when you buy a new car. As soon as you take those speakers out of the box, they're not worth three and a half thousand pounds a speaker anymore. No, no. Are they? Well, I think sometimes it's people as they age, their hearing starts going, so they try to improve their speakers to compensate, which is just <laughs> ridiculous. Get an ear trumpet. They're like 20 quid off eBay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what do you think of me new speakers? Uh, they're not switched on at the moment, aren't they? Oh, hang on. <laughs> yeah, problems. <laughs> These are proper first world problems. You think we've got more disposable income as we get to middle age, and that's why we buy this stuff. And yeah. it's stuff that you couldn't afford when you were younger, which is why you want to tell everyone about it. You know, if you've just had a new shower fitted in the house and you say to somebody, Oh, it's great. We've got this new shower and it's all seen. And they're like uh, bragging. And you're not. You're just overjoyed. You're just excited. Yeah. Bragging does tend to come from things that have cost money, doesn't it? Yeah. Like people don't brag about anything that's free. Uh, well, actually, no, they do. If I found something mm. particularly good in a skip, I will brag about it. If I get a bargain, I will brag about it. Yeah. And seen any anvils on your travels, <laughs> have you? <laughs> I'm still... Check the skips in the local area. There's quite a few at the moment. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Don't try and lift it out with your back. Don't You've got to be careful. We can't flood yeah. the market with anvils, otherwise the bottom will fall <laughs> out of it. <laughs> I'm here all week. Yes. If I get a bargain, I do brag. Do you brag when you get a bargain? Yeah. I love a bargain. Well, sometimes if you've just got a little innocent hobby, let's say... <laughs> Oh, no. Where are we going? (laughs) As you know, say your hobby for this summer was to get a nice lawn going. So you've got this lawn, you've been feeding it, (laughs) watering it, and it looks really nice. And somebody comes around and goes, oh, your lawn's nice, isn't it? How did you do it? And you start saying, well, I did it. And then I can hear them as they leave saying, God, he bragged about that lawn. You know, they usually ask a little question. And Jill sometimes will then kick me and go, rhetorical. (laughs) (laughs) which saves a two-hour lecture on how to grow a nice lawn not that ours is at the moment in case somebody's thinking they might come around and steal it although swapping it for a certain heavy object is on the cars Uh, about people who've got artificial lawn i thought you were going to say artificial limbs no (laughs) i wondered where you were going who brags about having an artificial limb oh loads of people a million dollar man (laughs) can you imagine that Look at my arm. It does very little. It's plastic, but I only paid a fiver for it. I bet people do. I bet they say, look at this, and they hold it over a candle or something. People go, doesn't that hurt? And it's like, no, artificial. Or the girl my brother was dating, and as we went to the corner shop, which he uses more of a hangout, you know, tape recorders and things there, and gangs used to congregate around outside, he'd put loads of lights inside, just megawatts. At the end of the street, it looked like there was something on fire because the windows had been painted an orangey colour. It was an incredible place to hang out. On the way there, he was saying, I open the door and I'll just flick all the lights on and then we'll wait for 20 seconds. And she said, why? And he said, well, because there are cockroaches in there and we leave them 20 seconds because when the lights come on, they just scuttle away. And she said, oh, no, no, let me get in there. Uh, what? So he unlocked the door 
Are you ready? She said yes. And to my astonishment, she lifted her skirt slightly and took off her lower leg from the knee. And she obviously had perfect balance on the one leg. And as he flung the door open, lights on, she went running into this shop at a hop, smacking cockroaches as she went. I think she got three of the little cockroaches before. Oh, I've heard of this before. This is Legless the Cockroach Slayer. <laughs> yes. She, <laughs> she had really good balance on that one leg. In fact, when she finished, she was there holding this leg. I was still in a state of shock. Presumably, she often went one-legged. <laughs> she just stood there holding the leg. <laughs> so do you think your brother was a leg or breast man? <laughs> <laughs> I but I didn't feel it was my place to say, oh, uh, you can put your leg back on now. <laughs> Shall I hold that for you? (laughs) There were a couple of odd elements to that story. The fact that you've got cockroaches up north is a bit of a worry. Cockroaches up north? Yeah. Well, they're everywhere, cockroaches. No, they're not. It's quite hard to breed a cockroach in the UK. No. Yes. No, 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 no. Yes, 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 yes. Because I was into biological things. Oh, no. What? What biological things were you into? I thought at school they'd got a tank of cockroaches, I remember. Mm. I thought, oh, I know about this. I'll soon sort them out. There's probably a few dozen on the floor. I lifted the floorboards and it was just a rustling mass of cockroaches. A sea of little crusty cockroaches. I felt a shiver go down my back. You turned to the girl and you said, can you give me a hand? Oh, I'm sorry, I meant foot. (laughs) (laughs) That's so random. She was a lovely girl. Sadly, they didn't end up together. But... Well, you've got to take relationships one step at a time, haven't you? <laughs> oh, very good. But she probably bragged she's got an artificial limb, which yeah. is the you know, the cockroach slayer. So people do. People have got pride in their limbs. It's only us lot that haven't got artificial limbs think, oh, I better not mention it. Or, oh, I bet they're embarrassed about it. No, it's a good thing. You've touched on an interesting point there. Thank you. Is there a skill set that you have or a feature or something that you brag about? Like, I would say that I'm I'm a very funny person. Okay. <laughs> Some people might agree with that. I would also say I'm a very confident person. I'm proud. I, I would tell people I'm a confident person. Does that mean I'm bragging about being a confident person? A little bit. I don't think that's bragging. You could say the ability to tell jokes is bragging. When Jill and I went on a scuba holiday, you'd sit around on the beach waiting for the He's boat. He's just bragging there, listeners. Scuba holiday, sat on a boat. Maybe try and start your stories for this particular episode, like when we had no money, or when I nearly died, or when we had that week in Skegness and it was terribly foggy. <laughs> you can't do that because people would say, oh, I love Skegness, are you bragging? And you're like, oh no. You can't win. While we were waiting for the boat, I was known as the man with no jokes. There'd be about 10 people around and say, let's tell jokes while waiting. Somebody would tell a joke and then somebody would tell a joke. It'd get around to me and say, um, oh, I've got one. Just will you go to the next person? It'd go right around the loop. I'd be telling jokes and people laughing for quite a while. And they'd get to me and I'd go, oh, I just can't. <laughs> the man with no jokes. And eventually that sort of turned into a bragging. Oh, so now you're trying to be clever by not telling jokes. Everybody else is ordinary. They tell jokes, but you can't tell jokes. You can't win. Bragging is awful. It's a tough one. Although I probably would have faked that one by putting the little mask over my face and doing... 
So they couldn't hear what I was saying. And then if they didn't laugh, I'd be like, oh, you obviously don't get it. You've just indicated you put something in your mouth, which isn't the mask that goes over your eyes. (laughs) (laughs) That's the joke, you see. In front of all these experienced divers, you suddenly stick the mask in your mouth. (laughs) Oh, that great. He's so witty. A diverse (laughs) audience, perhaps. Oh. <laughs> what would I brag about? I would brag about the fact that I once ate nine Cadbury's cream eggs. Ah. But then I wouldn't brag about the fact that I then threw up all the way down a hallway. No. I think the biggest thing for middle-aged people to brag about, if there could be a common thread of braggability, would be their children's success. Oh. That's the one for bragging, surely. Oh, I hate say, that. What's your son doing now, thinking you're going to say, he just stays in bed all day sobbing because he's so rubbish at school? You know, that's what they might want <laughs> to hear. So when you say, typical, he just goes to bed too late, really, and he's tired because he's been to bed, and he eats rubbish food, junk food, they're waiting for you to finish because they're not interested in your child. What they are interested in saying is, oh, well, so-and-so just got top grades in 18 different subjects and she's going to go to some fancy school. Everybody that's been there before have become kings and queens, (laughs) violently rich. Now, that's bragging. I would like there to be a situation where someone just literally said, how is is little Petunia this week? (laughs) Well, finally, after a lot of work, she's now stopped picking her nose. (laughs) But yeah, I know what you mean. They ask about your child and then they... Are we back to artificial limbs? (laughs) Not yet. I'll, oh. <laughs> I'll swing back round to that later. Okay. Well, when she <laughs> takes her nose off and perhaps plays like a little <laughs> racing game around the table or an alternative to that mouse game. Mouse trap. Schnoz trap. Yeah, she slams the nose over the mouse. Got ya. One plus side to having a child with disabilities is you don't have to do the bragging game. No. Oh, it's fantastic. It's great to be able to step back while other people are wetting themselves because Archie hasn't gone into university or Olivia's got a boyfriend and they're frightened she's going to end up pregnant. I can be a little bit more reserved and say, well, this week Ellie farted and we all <laughs> applauded her. Just basically, especially from the early stages when you were going to playgroup and people were bragging that Beatrice had finally started to take on French or Archie was learning the violin and they were like six months old. I was able to literally say, we sat up for five minutes today and I'd be close to tears because I'd be so proud. You know, I actually quite enjoyed being able to step away from that competitive nature that people seem to have around their little kids. I'm not convinced that's not bragging there. Do you think? Well, mine did this. Well, I wouldn't call that disabled. Me... No, my daughter does do that. She <laughs> plays that game. She went through a phase of saying, is that person more disabled than I am? And I'd say to her, it's not disability top trump. You know, you're not trying to have the additional power or the additional need. It doesn't work like that. And she's like, no. oh, all right, okay. So she's like, is Down syndrome more or less disabled than me? And I'm like, oh, for goodness sakes. Yeah. And she does do that thing where she will say to people, but I have special needs, like it's an exemption clause. Right. Like someone's going to go, I'm so sorry. That means you must have won the lottery at least seven times (laughs) to make up for the fact that you do have special needs. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. She does compete. She will say, it's amazing that I can do as much as I can. You're like that. We could do more if you'd make a bit more of an effort. (laughs) (laughs) Bragging seems to be linked sometimes with competitiveness. Yeah, I would agree with that. But I would agree with that first. You would agree with which first? I would agree (laughs) that it was first because then I would have come up with the idea first and therefore I would have won. (laughs) Are you competitive? No. That doesn't surprise me. You're the sort of boy in a running race. If we'd been at school together, I would have been limbering up. I would have been psyching you out. I would have been growling at you. And you would have been sitting there with your hand in your trousers. (laughs) (laughs) 
my feeling towards competitiveness is if you desperately want to win, then do it. Win. Yeah. If I can help by losing, I would. But then you'd be really annoyed at me saying, no, I don't want you to throw the match. Now I want you to be really good, but not as good as me. And that's a really hard trick to pull off. So I just give up. I think, oh, I'm not, I'm not going into that game. <laughs> I suppose I don't believe I am going to win. That's partly why I don't want to compete. Because it's like, <laughs> why would you hurl yourself into all these things knowing you're going to lose? Do you think that people brag around their work achievements and we're encouraged oh. to brag about our work achievements? Because in the way that your CV is set up, whenever you get for job interviews, whenever you do intros for yourself, or people say, I'm introducing you, is there anything specific that you want me to say? You're like, well, yes, now the pressure's on. I want you to announce that I am Emily Baum, internationally known comedian, inventor of the first miniature spyglass and one-legged tango cockroach dancer on tour, <laughs> on tour. with the Anvil Orchestra all the way throughout summer 2021. I can you know? see it now. If I can find that lady, I will. <laughs> and as you're cracking jokes, every now and then, you'll have to remain quiet while there's a distant... Thum, 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 getting faster and faster... <laughs> And on stage, we'll run half a dozen cockroaches, like, you know, speedy, <laughs> speedy cockroaches chased by the thwacking woman. <laughs> Great. And after you've given them a minute to get off stage and it goes into the distance, you can tell the next joke. That'll work. I'd watch that. Yeah, I would. Actually, you know what? I would, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I might go to the bar for another drink during the joke. <laughs> But <laughs> I come back for the cockroaches and the swinging leg. Yeah, they'd have to mic up the floor, wouldn't they? So you had the little scuttling six legs, you know, <laughs> there were half a dozen of them. 36 legs must make enough noise to microphone up, surely. What if we pop tap shoes on them? I'd definitely tune in then. <laughs> oh, brilliant idea. <laughs> I'd be in. I bet there's someone out there that will make miniature tap shoes for cockroaches. Yeah, we need 36. Do you not think that that's the case, that there's this pressure? Like, I know you did a show at the beginning of the year where you went and you were a special guest because you'd written some music to a computer game. I'm I'm pretending yeah. now, listeners, that I paid attention. But they introduced you <laughs> and you come on and they're like, what's your back catalogue, Graham? How should we introduce you? And there must have been yeah. a moment there where you're thinking, right, uh, uh, what, what, I, I got that music cup in primary school. It was <laughs> that one, there was that one time I out, I outraced my sister, you know. <laughs> you really have to start to go, oh, because naturally we're told not to brag. But actually... yeah. In our business world, we're told to brag all the time. What have you achieved? And if you've achieved nothing, you are nobody. I find that hard. I find that hard to brag. If somebody asks me what things I've worked on, I find it difficult to say. Mm. I mean, bragging, who cares? You just feel like you're sounding like the tool. Like we said earlier, you just feel like a blunt, stupid object of no real use. It's like, so Emily, what have you achieved this year? Well, it was 2020, I remember it well. I went out four times. I, uh, I did a couple of walks. <laughs> it, was, it was a monumental year for self-improvement and <laughs> DIY. <laughs> no one's gonna have anything to say for 2020. No. Actually, the one thing you can brag about, I survived. Yeah, <laughs> one thing that this is about bragging that used to puzzle me was the person called Billy Bragg. Yes. What? 
That's a strange name. Why would you call yourself Bragg? I don't know if it's his real name, whether it's just a stage name. I think it's a stage name, isn't it? Hang on. He's a singer-songwriter. Yeah. And it says his name is Stephen William Bragg. Bragg. Yeah. So he lost the Stephen, kept the bill, and uh, Bragg. There you are. If you're called somebody Baker, they say in the distant past you were a Baker's family. So perhaps Billy Bragg's family used to have lots of things to show off about. Yeah. What about cars? People brag about those, don't they? I don't, because you've seen my car, but... Um... <laughs> <laughs> I've seen your car. My Lord, you're just one up from a Honda Jazz and a trip to the local bingo, you are. <laughs> yes. Yours is well, like... I water it. I water it in the hope I might grow a nice lawn on the top. <laughs> I love cars, but, know. you know, I've had nice cars. I've had not so nice cars. I've had a bicycle. And even when you've got a nice car, nobody else is nice to it but you. So you take it to a supermarket car park and some pillar goes and opens the door on it. So even if you have a car that you spent 60000 on, 100000 on, in a matter of seconds, it can become worth nothing while somebody bangs a trolley into the side of it. Yeah, trolley banging. Such a hazard. Now you're getting into the area that I could become <laughs> bragging about. Oh, you should see my trolley banging. Yeah. So competitiveness is linked with this. The ability to speak, yes. Yes. And also boasting, I think. is. Right. But is boasting and bragging the same thing? I think it's the I same think... thing, isn't it? Just spelt differently. <laughs> All begins with a B. Well, I don't know. I mean, the competitiveness is uh, similar, but it's not the same. Yeah, am I boasting when I say my building work's finished and I'm showing people whatever I've had done? Or am I boasting no, I when think... I've had Botox? I haven't had Botox. No, I don't think so. No, I don't think that's boasting, is it? Boasting's when you say you can... Boasting saying, oh, I've got a car and it's fabulous. And that's perhaps similar to bragging. When you're boasting, you've just got a new car. But people do boast about certain, well, holidays, cars, things that cost money. People boast about having Botox, though. But I'm going to go the natural route. I'm going to get two anvils. I'm going to tie them behind my uh. ears and I'm going to pull my skin backwards. <laughs> well, it's funny you should say you're going to do the natural route because I keep getting these health vitamin magazines. Do you? They're always talking about this health route. Yeah, there was a certain day, I sadly didn't make a note of it, when through my door I started to get lots of things like adverts for retirement homes, or almost invites to go and stay there, and loads of vitamin, quite thick, probably about 50 page thick things on. How can you have 50 pages worth of vitamins? Oh, loads of it. There's like, this is amino acid and this is fish based and this is this other sort of fish and this is natural, it's not found in fish. It's that really thin paper too. It's like tracing paper. It's like coloured school toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. Remember you went to a posh school. <laughs> toilet paper. You're bragging. <laughs> You're bragging about the fact people have invited you to tour their retirement village. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of getting an invitation to tour a retirement village. That's on a par with then you get one from the co-op funeral care going, we'd like to invite you to tour the facilities that we have here so you know what to expect when you're dead. <laughs> yeah, that will probably start. The only thing is this time I'll be sensible enough to make a note so I can say to people on this day, that that starts. There's a database. They must go through the births and deaths and decide who they're sending what to. Well, they do, don't they? They they, buy lists. they hunt people down. Yeah. They look at all the things in the papers. And if Mr. So-and-so's died, they think, oh, perhaps he's got a wife. She can't be far off. What? 
inviting her to go round a retirement village. Well, have you thought about death? She's just planning <laughs> her husband's funeral. Of course she is. They're trying to say, have you set up a new co-op funeral plan or whatever? Poor woman's distraught. And the same with me. I'm just setting off for the gym and suddenly, boom, on the doormat, there's these 50,000 offers of different vitamins and acupuncture and come along to our retirement village. Do you know what you need, Graham? Do you know what you need? No. Two very large three and a half grand speakers and then we can bury you in Gillingham. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they are big costing that much. <laughs> Modern Aged Middle Life was brought to you by Graham Jarvis and Emily Baum. If you liked it, tell a friend or rate and review the podcast. That will help others find us. Thanks.